It's time for another Distorted View 12 Days of... Uh, what the fuck do we call this thing? Distorted View 12 Days of Savings. I guess that's it, right? Today only. Well, and this entire weekend. Save on your entire order. Pick out anything you like. Pick out a bunch of stuff. Anything you add to your cart, you'll get 10% off when using promo code... Promo code. All one word. It's Friday, December 9th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, dancing worms in your scrotum. Plus, what's in the box? Because it smells like a rotting human head. Tiny Tim describes his orgasm. And cosmic aliens made of pure energy? I'd like you to meet the galactic turd trolls. Truck nuts hanging by an open fire. Certifying we're white trash So veiny as they sang Like worn out punching bags Looking all red like a diaper rash Truck nuts hanging by an open fire smoothest leather It's obvious to me that Grandma can't stop staring at those testes Tonight It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson At least I'm not going to die because I'm a careless fairy I'm going to lose my mind today I'm a mommy Mommy? I'm a mommy. Ah. A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. Oh, my goodness. All right, Tim, back here with you one more time as we end the week with a Friday show. Got a good one for you today. I know we talked about Mead Skelton towards uh, the beginning of the week. I just, I have to bring him up one more time. I blame the freaks in the Discord. You get me all riled up. You see, Mead has his very own Discord. I wonder where he got that idea. And boy, does he really consider it his safe space. It's kind of like the Apricity message board, but uh, way more extreme. Now, on the Apricity, for those of you that don't know, the Apricity is a message board for European culture appreciation or some bullshit. A lot of racists hang out there. Mead will feel comfortable to say things like, um, uh, Jews just have a greedy look about them, you know. What I find interesting is that Mead knows not to go that far on his YouTube videos. Otherwise, he would get a content strike or be kicked off of YouTube, you know? So I reject when people say, Tim, you shouldn't even be talking about me. Don't give him a hard time. He has autism or Asperger's or whatever. He can't help it. He can't control himself. He most certainly can. He knows where and when it's a, you know, he can get away with saying these horrible things. I don't think autistic people have that filter, you know? So he knows what not to say. So, you know, so he's safe on YouTube. But then he gets a little more extreme on the Apricity message board. On his own Discord server? That's where the real Mead Skelton lies. Did you ever notice, like, on uh, on Mead's live streams, he won't swear? 
You know, he'll be like, uh, Oh, did you hear that, uh, that golden girl, Betty White, recently passed away? Now, friends, she was a very liberal person, so she will be rotting in H-E heck down there, if you know what I mean. Uh, he won't even say hell. He, he certainly wouldn't say shit or fuck. Because he's a Christian. Now, God doesn't like that type of language. You ever utter a profane word? Well, that means your tongue is possessed. The devil caught it. Always the devil, right? Uh, with that being said, I've got some screenshots from Mead's Discord. This is courtesy of uh, DV Freak, Basic Bitch. Mead does this thing, and I realize I'm just, I'm totally and utterly obsessed with Mead at this point, and I don't care. I can't get enough of him. Mead does this thing where he compares his looks to people who are just objectively totally out of his league. Like, you look at these two people and you wouldn't even think they're the same species. Compared to me, these are Greek gods, right? In reality, they're just like normal dudes. Some are, you know, really attractive. The point is, Mead always says, Now, I'm better looking than him. I don't understand why people think Chris Hemsworth is, is so attractive. What does he have? I don't think he's attractive at all. I've got a much more Germanic build. Ladies of yore, they used to go for my body type. Plus, I think I have much fuller hair than Chris Hemsworth. What do you all think? Like, that's the worst thing Mead could do. It's like, I'm going to throw it over to you guys. What he wants is people to agree with him. No one ever does. So Mead posted a picture of uh, some dude with a beard. Very nice, well-trimmed beard. Well-groomed. Most importantly, thin. You know, it doesn't help that the picture of the of the guy with the beard, it was taken in different lighting conditions than Mead, right? So uh, Beardy has a nice glow to his skin. Nice color. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Mead's complexion is the same as Jigsaw from those Saw movies. Take a look at the chapter artwork. There's a side-by-side for you. Oh, it looks like Basic Bitch is the one that posted that. Let me me just read you the transcript here. Uh, Mead says, I'm better looking than Long Bowman. Okay, don't know who he is. Probably some YouTuber that Mead has become obsessed with. He must do personality type videos. Mead loves that shit, right? All right, so uh, Mead says, I'm better looking than Long Bowman. Basic Bitch replied, there's no comparison. Oh, okay, so Basic Bitch provided the photos of the two guys. Uh, And then (laughs) that just pissed off Mead. He said, that's not even my best picture. You are an ugly whore. All right. Basic bitch replied, I'm not trying to insult you, Mead. That is not my best picture. You're just saying he looks better. And uh, basic bitch said, nine out of ten people would find him more attractive. Why? He's average at best. Shame on you. I look just as good, if not better. You don't deserve me. You're not worthy of me, you cunt. Fucking ugly whore cunt. Why are you even on my server? Me, that is not being a good host. I think this is all because Basic Bitch is a female. If this was a guy talking to Mead, he wouldn't care nearly as much. Mead goes on. First of all, you picked his best picture from five years ago when he was 23. I'm 43. Why am I not handsome? You wish you could find someone as good as me, you lowlife. Basic Bitch says, uh, you're the one that said you're more attractive than him. Yeah? Well, no man would want you, you old hag. I guess a basic bitch did not want to be kicked off or banned from Mead's server, so she apologized, and he says, You're lucky I didn't ban you. I will accept your apology. I am good-looking. And then he starts posting pictures of other random guys. 
He's like, I could easily be a seven. I look like this actor. <laughs> he looks nothing like, you know, he's, <laughs> he posts these pictures of these thin guys with full heads of hair, jaw lines and everything. You don't deserve me. I'm too good for you. If I lost weight, would I be somewhat handsome? I'm not too good for you. Meat's all over the place here. He's he's going through some sort of horny manic phase. He then <laughs> he then posts six more photos of himself and says, "Please say I'm handsome." Oh, basic bitch, just tell him he's handsome already. My poor man's on the edge here. I think I think Mead still thinks he has a shot with basic bitch. I don't know, man. I think you pulled out the fucking ugly whore cunt card too early. I kind of ruined your chances with her. By the way, I'm assuming basic bitch is actually a female. Could just be someone trolling Mead. Now, I will say, in Mead's defense, basic bitch was kind of harsh. When Mead is trying to tell her why he's better looking than Long Bowman, he says, his eyes are too close together. And he has facial hair to cover up his flaws. Good point, Mead, actually. A lot of people do that. I have facial hair. You don't You don't want to see me without facial hair. Basic bitch, though, replied, I would say uh, pretty objectively he's more attractive. I don't know if the beard is there to cover up flaws, but it's part of his face. You're too pale and you have jowls. Again, refer to the album artwork. And you let me know if Basic Bitch was not telling the truth. Anyway, that's what's happening in the Mead Skelton Forum. Mead's looking for some pussy and being denied at every turn. So just a typical day over there, I guess. Basic Bitch really is today's MVF. Most valuable freak. She found a young lady on TikTok who claims she's not autistic. She's very adamant that she is simply a star seed. What type of bullshit is that? Well, it's pretty much... A witch. She's a witch. All right, so let's go ahead and get into those. You know, you're using the word starseed like a lot of people use the word witch. Okay? To believe it or not, we both got prosecuted during lots of different times. I've never heard of the Salem starseed trials. Never heard of starseeds being burned at the stake or drowned to see if they're really starseeds. To say that because in this lifetime my skin is white... First of all, you don't know my lineage, but I don't even have to go into that. It's lineage, but okay. Me talking about being a starseed, higher dimensional being, a shining one, whichever term fits. <laughs> we think highly of ourselves, don't we? Do you ever notice that these people on TikTok and YouTube who claim to be higher beings or something other than human, they're always like a very flattering type thing. Like, I am a star, I am a shining one. We call what I am a light bearer. The shimmer people. People very rarely get on YouTube and they're like, I'm a parasite goblin. I'm a member of lower beings called celestial excrement. Space poop. I come to you to ask for shelter and money. I have nothing. No special abilities. I stink. You don't have any money. That's cool. Could I just bum a cigarette at least? Come on, man. I'm an intergalactic turd, man. Come on, help me out. Meanwhile, this bitch over here is like, I am made out of pure positive energy and confetti. Whee! <laughs> Uh, we're not in the ancient days, okay? We run businesses now. All the witches do, too. Uh, I choose to... Oh, let me guess. Let me guess what she does. She'll sell spiritual healing on TikTok, right? You can request some some sort of 
spell, right? Or an Etsy shop with potions and satchels of you know, potpourri that's magic or something. Use my healing to help people with medical issues. Okay, that's where my skill set works quite well. But that's because I've done it for myself. I've gotten myself off 12 different medications. Uh, I've been able to manage my... You should go back on a few of them. ...symptoms, have a life of functioning, and at the same time, speak my truth about being a higher dimensional being. So I was curious about her skill set and how she puts that to use. I've got another video here that uh, is probably a good example. She says, if you listen seven times to this video uh, after you will get insight on the sender. Uh, and this is a spell or something to get rid of an evil eye. If an evil eye is on you. I mean, guys, I don't know what the fuck that means, but OK, we're going to remove the evil eye. Utusharai. <laughs> Thank you. Look, I don't want to listen to this six more times. I guess I'm okay with the evil eye on me. Maybe listening to it once just makes it blink or the evil eye water a little bit or itch. That's fine. There are so many gullible people online that are just buying into this bullshit, right? I mean, she's not getting hundreds of thousands of views or whatever, but... Uh, she got 562 likes. You know, that probably means thousands of people were, were watching or saw this video. 46 people commented. They're all positive. Thank you so much. I needed this. I mean, I think she can get enough people on the hook that she can make some cash. A good racket. I mean, we sit here and we're making fun of this woman because, you know, she's insane. It's no different than Christian speaking in tongues, really. Oh, here she is uh, using light language. This sounds like Romanian to me. Like, uh, or like, you know, the way gypsies, is that an offensive term? I don't know what you're supposed to call gypsies now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when gypsies put a hex on you or curse, like in those movies, what's that movie where a gypsy puts a curse on her? I'm going to drag you to hell or something. I don't know. When she tries to get a bank loan. Remember, was that a gypsy? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so this video is uh, light language repairing past lives transitions. That's deaths. So if some of your deaths, past deaths are affecting you now, I don't know how that would manifest itself. Maybe like, uh, you know, the past you died uh, 30 years ago. And now the new you keeps getting pestered. By the dead you, because the dead you was like, I remember where I left my glasses. It's been bugging me all these years. I left them on the windowsill of the motel room I was staying at back in 1957 when my family was driving cross country to visit relatives. Go to the Crosswoods Inn, located in Branson, Missouri. I command it. You have to. My spirit won't rest until you check the lost and found. I mean, who the hell wants to travel to Branson, right? So you listen to this? Yeah, you're dead. You don't need glasses. Go towards the light, stupid. Okay, there you go. Again, basic bitch, thank you so much for those submissions. We got to move on and talk about some controversial opinions regarding interracial relationships. I know it's 2022, almost 2023. Who the fuck cares? Well, apparently some people still have a problem with it. 
like these ladies. I love Jonathan Majors. There were- Jonathan Majors is a black actor. Just in case you uh, you didn't know. I love Jonathan Majors. There was something in me that mm. felt, I bet he has a white girlfriend. And when Antoinette revealed to me <laughs> that he was in Sweden somewhere with a blonde hair. Blonde hair. By the way, the woman who's going blonde hair. She's got blonde hair. I mean, it's not her natural color, but, you know, it's frosted. It's blonde. With a blonde... You can be black and have blonde hair. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) He was Ah. in Sweden somewhere with a blonde hair. Blonde hair. White woman. I don't celebrate that. I'm not going to celebrate their children that they have. (laughs) Oh, my God. It doesn't make me be like, yes. Like, you know, some people together, you're like, I love them together. My question is, how is this any different than white supremacists who are against race mixing? And what I get agitated about is because it's it's commercially trendy for people to be in interracial relationships. It's become a presentation of diluted blackness. All right. When she says diluted blackness, that's pretty much what white supremacists are speaking of when they say, Uh, pure blood right it's the same thing but for some reason it's kind of socially acceptable for black women to be sharing this opinion it's okay for black women to feel that black men should not be with white women when a white person says something similar they're immediately labeled a nazi which they probably are don't get me wrong i'm just calling this black lady whatever the, the black version of being a nazi is As a matter of fact, I have another clip here. This is of uh, an obvious white racist. I mean, he's standing behind the Confederate flag. Also, for the first 20 or 25 seconds, it's a lot of N-word stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead and fast forward to the part. He's talking about uh, seeing a little uh, half-white, half-black kid enter a diner or something. And you can tell what it is. and, And everyone is just so happy. Instead of scorning this woman that her daughter went out and polluted her womb to have this mongrel child. Diluted blackness, polluting the womb, potato, potato, right? This guy goes on to say, you know, 40, 50 years ago, this would never happen. She would be shamed. It would be shamed. Shamed. But you see how far this country's come. And this is also taking place in Germany and all over the white nations of the earth. <laughs> Germany. Because of Judeo-Christianity teaching everyone that it doesn't matter yeah. what color of skin you are or who you are. Yeah, let's blame Christians. Christians are the problem. Who's on board? I did not envision him saying that. Hail Satan! Who are or who you are, we're all from Adam. And underneath the skin, we're all the same. Hmm. But then again, if that's the truth, why do blacks have sickle cell? Why do Jews get Tay-Sachs disease if we're all the same? Yeah, well, only whites get cystic fibrosis. Checkmate, motherfucker. That actually might be helping his argument that every ethnicity is so different, we can't possibly be the same. But I just felt he was being a little too smug, pointing out uh, illnesses and stuff that only black people get, or Jews. You know what? Whites have their own fucking issues. Let me switch back to the black ladies talking about how trendy and cool it is to mix up your baby's skin color. You know, like Sherwin-Williams paint or something. Let's see here. I'm a Caucasian woman with very, very pale pink skin. I think I'm going to try to fuck me a medium brown-skinned black person. I'm hoping our pigments will just mix up real nice and produce an Irish coffee brown baby. Maybe a driftwood or a barley corn. Oh, it would be so great if the baby came out a barley corn brown. It would match my ottoman. 
All right, let me finish up with these ladies here. Because it's it's commercially trendy for people to be in interracial relationships. It's become a presentation of diluted blackness. Like, why aren't you happy to see like all these mixed families and Cheerios commercials? No, because the storytelling is not our is not a mixed story. The mm. storytelling is this is what's digestible for white people. I'm gonna push back on that just a little. First of all, I've seen Cheerio commercials where the entire family there it's just a black family or just a white family or an Asian family, whatever. Pure bloods, you know. The undiluted, the 100% concentrate skin tones. I don't think these commercials featuring mixed race families are specifically aimed at white people. And they don't want to make it too black, so they whiten things up by including a mixed race family. I don't think that's it at all. I think it's the advertising companies trying to reach as many people as possible. Like, why make two commercials? One for black audiences and one for white audiences. Let's just, you know, whip up a mixed race family. Boom. We got all our bases covered. Maybe they can have a little adopted Asian. Why not? Are you guys ready for the the big twist here? I'm not going to celebrate the children that they have. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to celebrate mixed race children, right? Get ready. That's how we all got here. A white woman and a black man. Help. That's right. All of the ladies on this podcast are half white, half black. No! Yes. So I don't know what the fuck the problem is. They've got some self-hatred going on or something. I don't know. So now, in addition to the white people against race mixing, we also have black people against race mixing. They're just as dumb, but for different reasons, I guess. All right. Speaking of racists, the one thing I absolutely love about live streams is uh, in its name. It's it's live. You said what you said. You can't go back and delete it, right? Typically, I think people can control what they say. They know they're being recorded when they're doing these live streams. So their persona is what they you know, want, want you to see. Those uh, in real life streamers, though, are interesting because sometimes something happens that's out of your control, right? You're startled. Someone picks a fight with you. Who knows? Whatever happens. Um... And in those moments, the real you comes out because you kind of forget that you're on stream. It's a, a dangerous medium, especially if you harbor some racist thoughts or something. That brings us to my next clip. We got a live streamer driving his car. I don't know if someone cuts him off, brake checks him, but uh, this guy goes absolutely nuts. Take a listen. Move, you fucking fuck. I can already tell that this is an idiot live streamer because his vocabulary is rather limited. Move, you fucking fuck, fuck. Fucking fuck. It's not a turning lane, you fuck. Shut the fuck up, nigga. The dude has his head hanging outside of his window as he's screaming this. Like, aren't you afraid you're going to get shot in the face or someone's going to run out of their car with a baseball bat and clobber you? Don't get me wrong. I suffer from road rage, too. I mean, I don't scream the N-word at people. I do swear at them, but I do it with my windows up so they can't hear me. Nigga! Fuck you, nigga! Okay, so he just keeps saying it over and you over. You fucking nigga! Bye, faggot! All right. Bye! But, you know, that on top of it all, great. <laughs> it's like a little cherry on top. He's a sweet treat. So now... Okay, so now... Now that he's calmed down, right? Because now he's driving away. The altercation is over with. Now he looks at the camera and realizes, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm streaming. I'm on the Internet. I better talk about this. All right. I got to end stream. I got to end stream. 
fuck that guy, dude. The fuck? Motherfuckers blocking a lane almost literally caused me to crash into him and get hit from the back, dog. No homo. No homo? <laughs> oh, I hit from the back. Jesus Christ, he was quick with the no homo there. I was like, no homo whiplash. I almost got hit from the back, no homo. All right, no one thinks you're gay. I'm looking at your fucked up face and teeth. No one wants you, dude. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. now the apologies start. Oh, right. What did you say when you were freaking out? I'm sorry, dude. Fuck. This streaming shit, dude, I'm telling you, bro. You guys say shit, and it's like, it becomes like an automatic thing for me to just fucking say it, bro. Well, there are a lot of N-words flying around those chats. <laughs> I hate this streaming shit sometimes, dude. Yeah, yeah, blame it on the streaming system. You guys keep saying the N-word in the chat and it gets stuck in my head and then I just start saying it to people in real life. You're gonna get me killed, man. I hate this streaming system. First of all, don't be reading the chat while you're driving. Second of all, I'm pretty sure we've all encountered that word many times on the internet. Who just reactively turns around and says it at the first black person they see? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I read it in a chat. <laughs> I wanted to try it out. I just had to say it out loud at least once. Well, if you ever do scream that at someone and uh, you're about to get your ass kicked, you might as well try that defense. It's worth a shot, right? Okay, uh, real quick, before we get into the news, I did want to mention Tiny Tim. He is a musical artist we have featured a few times. Very well known, of course, for Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Tiptoe Through the unique voice tiny tim had and sing really high up there right in the late 60s early 70s he was you know he was like a novelty act kind of but he was uh, relatively successful he's a weird looking guy but he was very pretty like squeaky clean right he didn't swear or anything in his songs nothing lewd and lascivious in the 1980s, though, and this is really what made him uh, a DV staple here every year. Around this time, uh, he recorded a song called Santa Claus Has Got the AIDS this year. The title is a little offensive, even if it was recorded like in 19, I don't know, 83 or something. Tiny Tim went on the record and said, look, uh, when I recorded this song, I didn't really even know what AIDS was. It was a new thing. I thought it was like a cold. In the song, you can tell he doesn't have a firm grasp of what AIDS is all about because uh, Santa says, I'll be back next year. I'll be feeling better. That's not typically how AIDS works. If you had AIDS in 1983, you're not just going to like miraculously bounce back. You just weren't going to be alive for much longer. Anyway, here's a little bit of Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Oh, this is Santa Claus saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer I don't want to play too much of it. I still want to use it as an intro later on in the month. But anyway, this was my first clue that Tiny Tim wasn't uh, so squeaky clean. The reason why I bring that up today is uh, DV's very own music archivist, Miss May, has uncovered a very strange Tiny Tim clip where he talks about just blowing a big fat load. He got super hard. He dick a hard. I don't know why he's talking like this. I just visited his Wikipedia page. It said he was a very devout Catholic. See what I'm saying? He's a very complex man. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just... 
jismed. Oh, forgive me. I'm so sensual. I tell you, maybe the world's worst lover, but boy, that thing was bulging. Oh. Anyway, I put a hand there. Oh, boy, I exploded more than the H-bomb. You know, and oh, I got, that's crazy. Yeah, there's some sexy talk for you. I don't know if you guys have ever seen what Tiny Tim looks like. I'm going to post a picture. Take a look at the chapter artwork. Imagine having sex with that thing. Good Lord. Uh, speaking of musical artists, I forgot about this. Uh, yesterday on the podcast, I was featuring some content from Mortal Kombat, who is obsessed with Marshall Mathers the Fourth. You know that incel that we featured uh, on the podcast a few times? Mortal Kombat does uh, some uh, mashups and remixes featuring Marshall Mathers audio. Here's a little bit of Marshall Mathers in Prince. In today's video, I wanted to do a video today about my little tiny dick. Yeah. 23 positions in a one night stand. Yeah. By the way, we learned uh, yesterday that uh, Marshall Mathers' penis is only one to two inches big. Also, he says that he gets upset because uh, when his dick stops being hard, the penis shrinks. Someone really needs to explain basic anatomy to this guy. Just, just tell him that's what's supposed to happen. If you want to, baby, here I am. I feel ashamed. I feel humiliated. I feel embarrassed. I feel just like a heaping pile of garbage. I don't feel good at all. And I am not proud of my fucking miserable, tiny, minuscule, worthless, pathetic dick. I'm totally going to start referring to my cock and balls as a heaping pile of garbage. <laughs> I will, uh, you know, I forgot to provide a link yesterday on the show notes for you side Joe freaks to Mortal Kombat's account. So I will try to rectify that today. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. If you are not yet a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, now is the time to sign up. We've got some holiday deals. They won't last long. Monthly memberships only $6. Yearly memberships $60. Save like, uh, I don't know, 18 to 20 something percent. You do the math. Every week I do brand new Sideshow exclusive episodes, uh, typically two times a week, Tuesday and Thursday. This week was no different. You get access to a special RSS feed. It's password protected. Works with most podcasting apps. Not all. Uh, like for Google Podcasts. I don't know what the hell Google's problem is. They always half-ass their fucking software. I'm surprised it hasn't been abandoned yet. But um, yeah, if Google Google Podcast doesn't work. But, you know, Beyond... What is it called? Beyond Pod Works. Pocket Casts I got working. There's instructions over there at superfreaksideshow.com. And if you ever have problems, you can always email me. I try to help you out. Uh, again, uh, uh, holiday deals going on right now. It's a great time to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, if you want an even easier way to grab all the free shows and new Sideshow exclusive programs, and you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can now sign up in those apps. Super simple. Just a few taps, you're in. You don't have to worry about feeds and usernames and passwords. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. And finally, last way to help support the show, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. 
And I believe we have a couple of those today. So look forward to that. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up. A fuming woman has told how her wedding became the worst day of her life after the venue was swarmed with ravers. Natalie Rhodes, 40, splashed out nearly 6,000 pounds. That's like $7,300 here in the U.S. Uh, Yeah, she paid about $7,300 to have her dream wedding abroad in Malta. She even hired a wedding planner to make sure they had the day of their dreams. Perfect Weddings Abroad, that's I guess the name of the company, promised Natalie's big day on August 26 was in good hands. But as it finally rolled around, the bride-to-be from Greater Manchester was in for a shock. She claims the venue had been double-booked, and soon she was surrounded by half-naked revelers covered in UV paint and waving glow sticks. Are you sure you didn't ask for a theme wedding? I'm pretty sure you marked down that you wanted the ecstasy-induced techno dream package we offer. I seem to remember talking to you on the phone about the music. You had some very specific requests, like you wanted two and a half hours of only Darude's Sandstorm played over and over and over, followed by a LaBouche-only playlist. By the way, this is what I really believe raves sound like. I don't know if LaBouche has ever been played at a rave. Yeah! Well, it would be played at my rave, that's for fucking sure. Is this a fast enough beat to, to be played at a rave? I feel like the, the BPMs aren't enough. When I think about raves, I think about music that's like... You know? I was a nerd in school. I was never invited to a rave. Do you get invited to raves? I don't know. Whatever. All right. Back to the story here. Natalie said, we got married abroad. We had this package and it cost us about 6,000 pounds just for the wedding itself. And we were promised the exclusivity of a beach club. Natalie showed a picture of her wedding and you can clearly see in the background a bunch of ravers. Two days before the wedding, one of the colleagues that were abroad basically told us that we would be now sharing the venue with a party of people and that it wouldn't be exclusive at all. We had half-naked partygoers watching us get married on the beach. We had children there. It was one big rave. I think they paid something stupid like 50,000 pounds, so they didn't expect uh, to be sharing it with us either. And they said it was like they were gate crashing our wedding. There was vomit everywhere. (laughs) Smells like a rave to me. My child went into the bathroom, came out, then vomited all over the beach because he'd seen what had gone on in the toilets. They were covered in vomit. A lot of vomit happening. Ravers vomiting. Then the kid comes out and was like, Mommy, I saw vomit. Be funny if then some of the guests saw the kid vomiting. (laughs) The best man vomits. It's gone from bad to worse. First, we have to share our wedding day with a bunch of ravers. Now there's a puke chain reaction going on. Quote, it was a mixture of colors. I don't know if she's talking about the vomit or the ravers, the glow sticks and stuff. It was a mixture of colors and it was all over the floor. Okay, vomit. And all of it uh, up the side of the cubicle where someone had come out and not made it to the sink or toilet. Natalie met her partner, 38-year-old Adam Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth, why do you taste so good? Because I'm black? That's Adam's mother, Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah, she met Adam about a decade ago, and the pair were planning their wedding for years, but life just kept getting in the way. They had one child together, Blake, now aged eight, so wedding plans were put on hold. And then they started planning again, and boom, 
Another baby shot out of her twat. Bo- uh, Bodie, now age four. When both children were old enough, they started making new plans, but then COVID came along. Like she gave birth to COVID too. She's the reason we have COVID. I'm glad your wedding was ruined. You would think she would go with another B name, Blake, Bodie. And then when she gave birth to this uh, third one, she wouldn't name it COVID. Maybe Bovid. Bovid is the problem, child. All right. It's killed millions. All right. As lockdown restrictions lifted, the happy couple thought it was finally the right time. And they pulled out all the stops to make their dreams come true. Natalie continued, it was the worst day of my life. We had about 10 ravers for every wedding guest. We were outnumbered. There was like 150 of them. He said, and the music they were playing, it was so loud. Well, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever been to a rave where they announced, all right, guys, we're going to keep the music at a low level just so you can hear each other talk. We know that's why you're here, catching up with friends and stuff. So we don't want the music to be too intrusive. So we're just going to go ahead and just bring that right down there. That's nice. Feel free to dance, but please don't jump around. You make the tables wobble. The music was very loud and had loads of swear words in it. It was like rapper and rave music. I don't even think this was like a rave. This sounds like my mom trying to describe music. Anything that's not country music is rap to her. I don't like that. I can't understand what they're saying. That's not music to me when you can't understand. Meanwhile, some of the fucking country music she's listening to is like, the same fucking shit, just slower with a drawl, an indecipherable drawl. Anyway, uh, the music was aggressive and pumping. They were all jumping around and dancing with the glow sticks and everything. We sort of felt like we wanted to leave. One or two of our guests were dancing to the music for about 10 minutes. But when they realized the music wasn't going to calm down, they wanted to go too. She booked with Perfect Weddings Abroad. They quoted her at about 6,000 pounds. She booked a DJ to play her favorite song, an instrumental version of A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. Like the furthest you could get from rave music and then things all started to unravel she claimed she was told she would have to pay extra for a wedding cake there was a charge for the bouquet and she was charged a fee to rearrange the date due to covid restrictions then on the day of the wedding the dj was told to leave as his music specifically selected by natalie clashed with the blaring dance tunes played by the other party Natalie said it ruined the atmosphere It ruined the wedding The ceremony was over It literally took 10 minutes It ruined the celebration People were sunbathing half naked During our ceremony There were both men and women Lying around with next to nothing on My mother-in-law was mortified So my husband asked them to move And the manager came over and said We can't ask people to move I mean, this sounds awful, but again, you got to like think the the ravers there, you know, they paid $50,000 to have their party. So why should they have to accommodate you? Uh, Natalie says they were apologetic, but I wouldn't say they were respectful. The music was very loud and we could smell the marijuana. And uh, we had about seven children there. The nudity wasn't the problem. It was more the swear words and the music and the marijuana and the vomit everywhere. As for the wedding planning company, they're not taking any responsibility at the moment. Natalie says they've threatened small claims court and they are waiting to hear back. 
You can always tell it's a slow news day here on DV when I read these stories that aren't really news. It's just someone's personal gripe with a company. Yet a real news site published this, so it's good enough for me. Ding! Let's get to some real news now. We're going from a, a rave that was being held during a wedding to a rave being held in a man's scrotum. This was a very special dance party, a parasitic worm dance party. What the fuck am I talking about? Well, when parasitic worms make it into the scrotum, which, by the way, is something that you should not want to happen. Not a good thing. It's, this all sounds like a good thing, having a, a dance party in your scrotum, but no. All right. Uh, when parasitic worms make it into the scrotum, they have a ball and they dance like nobody's watching. But in a hospital in New Delhi, India, doctors were watching and they caught the dangling disco on film. This is all according to a short report appearing in the New England Journal of Medicine. The parasitic worms in this case were, oh man, Wucheria Bancrofty. I'm sure I nailed that pronunciation. I'm a journalist. I talk for a living. Uh, these things are spread by mosquitoes in some tropic and subtropical areas of Asia, Africa, the Western Pacific, the Caribbean, and South America. The wriggling ravers stream through the human lymphatic system. Adult worms can live for five to seven years. Wow, really? And when they mate, they can produce millions of boogieing babies. Altogether, they cause a disease called lymphatic filariasis that can lead to tissue. I'm just so impressed that I think I may have actually pronounced that one right. I got stumbled. I stumbled after that one. <laughs> Let me try this again. They cause a disease called lymphatic filariasis that can lead to tissue swelling, elephantiasis, and in men, swelling of the scrotum. Doctors have known that these parasites like to dance around together. In medical terms, ultrasound imaging of their scrotal soirees is referred to as the filarial dance sign. Authors of the report say the dance sign represents the undulations of live worms that have migrated into lymphatic channels, causing dilation and dysfunction of the channels. I mean, I know they're tiny little microscopic parasites, but if they're all, if there's like thousands of them or something, and they're all dancing around. I wonder if you can feel that in your scrotal sack. Like in the form of tingling or something. Images of these swinging dances are considered sure signs of lymphatic filariasis and can even distinguish the type of harm the testicular tangos are causing. In the report, the authors Amit Sau and Bharat Agarwal or something of the Max Super Specialty Hospital, <laughs> Super Specialty in uh, New Delhi, saw these things dancing around in a 26-year-old man who had a one-month history of scrotal pain and swelling, as well as low-grade fevers. An ultrasound examination quickly caught the revelers responsible. Blood testing confirmed the diagnosis, and the examination of the young worms identified them as the Wusheriabankrofti. Good news is the guy is going to live. He was given a three-week course of anti-parasitic drugs, which can kill the uh, wormies. After that, his symptoms resolved, and there were no more signs of parasitic raves going on in this man's testicles. They decided to move their party to a private beach. Fortunately, there was some bitch getting married next to him. He was bitching and moaning the whole time. Final story we have for you today. A woman who gave her neighbor a box containing her decapitated husband's head claimed it contained sex toys. You know what they say. Anything can be a sex toy if you're brave enough. What a mean trick, by the way. 
I bet you the neighbor was really looking forward to those sex toys. Carmen Marino, 64, has been handed a 15-year jail sentence and was convicted of her partner's homicide three weeks ago after a fortnight-long jury trial. Just say how many days it was trying to be all fancy using Fortnite. Would it be so hard to say two weeks or 14 days? Oh, the newspaper journalist wants to sound smart. Don't, don't write 14 days. Write fortnight. That's how long the trial was. A fortnight long. I'm going to win me the Edward R. Murrow Award for fancy word using. Do you know who reads the newspaper? No one. No one reads the newspaper anymore. You want anyone to read it, you got to use simpler words. Thank you. Talk like a human being. All right. Not like a fucking Shakespeare novella. <laughs> Sonnet or whatever. I don't know. Whatever Shakespeare fucking wrote. See, I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> I don't know what Fortnite means. All right, listen, uh, this all went down in the northern Spanish city of Santander. Uh, I'm sure I mispronounced that, too. Her partner, Jesus Maria Miranda, was reported missing before the neighbor found his head in the box that she was handed a few months earlier. She didn't even try opening the box when she first got it. Like, who receives a present and then they don't look inside right away or you know, open the present? That's rude. She waited a couple months to open the box. And uh, in there was the man's head. On Friday, the regional Cantabria court announced it was sentencing the killer to a maximum of 15 years. A written ruling released to the press stated that she had acted out of greed when she participated in an active way in causing his death. What a roundabout way of saying murdered. Yes, I was an active participant in the unaliving of my husband. And she killed him right after he named her a sole heir of his will. So, he, you know, she stood to inherit everything. She wanted him out of the picture to enjoy the riches. Uh, the ruling continued. She got rid of the corpse and handed over his skull to a female friend, telling her the box contained sex toys because she knew relatives of her partner had reported him missing and was conscious it would result in a police investigation that would probably lead to a search of their home. The convicted killer pointed the finger at the neighbor she gave the box to during the trial, that bitch, as well as her murdered partner's brother. She continued, The sex toys were presents I bought for my birthday. When things became a bit complicated, the truth is I got embarrassed about the idea the police could come around and find the bag. I asked Marie Carmen, the neighbor, if she would take it, and she said, Of course, no problem. The neighbor was handed the box in April 2019, some two months after the man disappeared but only opened it in September following a growing bad smell coming from it. It's always the bad smell that's the giveaway. Reports at the time said the remains had no human tissue on them because they had been boiled and wrapped in foil. The dead man was identified only by a tooth. Marino told police after her arrest that her partner had disappeared voluntarily and continued to protest her innocence at the trial. As well as being punished with the 15-year prison sentence, Marino has also been ordered to pay about $60,000 to her victim's relatives. The maximum prison sentence for homicide in Spain is 15 years. Murder charges can get between 20 and 25. Prosecutors sought a 25-year prison sentence before the trial, but dropped their demand to 15 years after the jury verdict. So there you go. You know, I have to say she was on the right track with this, right? Um, she was trying to get rid of the head of the body because, you know, she knew the police were going to come looking for that. My question is, how did she dispose of the rest of the body? It, because the rest of the body really is the largest part. A head. Anyone could get rid of a head. 
Go take a long trip. You know, drive up the coast three or four hours. Throw it in the ocean. Bury it in the woods or uh, leave it up in the mountains or something. I don't know. Hiding a head is easy. That's the easy part. She got, you know, she got rid of the entire body. The police can't find it. They looked everywhere. And what gave it away was the fucking head that she just handed off to her next door neighbor. Oh, what a dumb fuck-witted thing to do. I mean, I get it. She, she wanted to use her neighbor as an excuse. She wanted to point fingers at her. She killed him, see? Why else would she have his head in a box? But that just that introduces too many questions. And then the police start investigating. No, 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 no. Freaks, listen, if you kill someone, just get rid of all of the body parts. Don't get fancy with your fake alibis and your planting of evidence and shit. When it comes to high crimes, KISS is the way to go. Keep it simple, stupid. You'll thank me later. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Alrighty, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address, of course. Uh, voicemail line 206-666-4463. You can find me all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show, yada, yada, yada. Just check out the show notes for more ways. All right, let's do a couple calls here. Hi, Tim. It's Stacy in D.C. Stacy. And uh, I just wanted to say Tuesday's Sideshow was uh, flipping amazing. You mean the Sideshow exclusive episode? Uh, I have not laughed that hard in a long time. You doing um, X between... Sideshow freaks, just pretend you didn't already hear this voicemail yesterday. And I didn't say, oh my God, I'm going to play this on Friday's show. Because that way the freaks will hear about how wonderful the Sideshow is. And maybe I'll get some signups. <laughs> I laughed that hard in a long time. You doing um, X between elves and using the voice thing and, and switching back and forth uh, with yes. your voice changer. It is a real talent. Uh, and forgetting where you were, was, I was just laughing. Oh, yeah. I did fuck up a few times. That's hard. Uh, I was doing a Sextastic Tuesday story all about elves. And so, you know, I was using the voice changer. So hard. I don't, I don't know uh, if you were laughing, you know, to yourself and you were just cracking up. It was, it was hilarious. Anyway, yeah. uh, well worth the money and uh, so what you're saying is uh, right now with those holiday deals for sideshow memberships it's uh, you know it's 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 well worth their money to sign up superfreaksideshow.com thank you Stacy for saying that hey Jim I'm calling for another Jim was wrong comma damn it what did I do now well you were saying something you were comparing some dildos that were fused together to like if they were sitting out in the sun and they just melted together. Well, funny story. It doesn't even take that for them to fuse together. All it takes is for them to be stored in the same area. Oh, just think, like get the the silicone or whatever break down and it gets all sticky. If they if you store them together, they will end up fusing together no matter what conditions it is. This is a guy who has um, fused some sex toys together. <laughs> it can be completely dry and they will start to fuse together. Yeah, but if you leave them out in the sun, won't they do the same thing? So I wasn't exactly wrong. It's the craziest fucking thing. I've seen it happen before. Um, needless to say, I had to go get some new toys afterwards. Um, from from AdamandEve.com. Oh! Using promo code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K. I love when you guys do the work for me. Like when Stacy calls in and was like, 
I love this sideshow. It's totally worth the money. Everyone should sign up. And now this guy's giving out the AdamandEve.com promo promo code. I love you, freaks. Hi. Oh. Never, 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 never store your dildos if you have more than one in the same spot. Always put them in separate bags or something like that. Has anyone designed special sex toy boxes or bags so that, you know to keep your items separate? That might be a, a, a good business idea. Maybe just like a, a big box where you can put multiple dildos, but there's like some uh, foam spacers or something in there. Like a, like a briefcase for your dongs. I'm just spitballing some ideas here. Hi, Tim. This is Clark. Hey, Clark. In North Carolina. I haven't called in a while. I'm still listening. Thank you. But, uh... You're silent but deadly. Voicemail today. That's how I like my listeners. Pardon me to call. Uh, it is roughly the middle of September, and you had a caller, uh... Call in and request the Oh God, the Oh Bill, the Oh Bill audio. Oh Bill. And uh, I just want to let you know that that audio is alive and well in my life because uh, my uh, good friend Bill <laughs> uh, loves for me to wake him up in the morning to that <laughs> audio. That's his alarm clock. Full volume. Nice. And we like to play that audio at full volume driving through our town when we get those <laughs> job sites and wherever we can kind of fit it in. Yeah, Bill's going down as a legend. And uh, you were saying you don't have any listeners that call in the name Bill or William. Well, my first name is actually Willoughby. Really? And, uh, so, if you want to. No, I don't think so. I don't feel like it today. I'm sick of you guys dictating what I play. No, of course I'll play a little old Bill. Oh, oh Bill! knows what he's doing. He's a stud. Oh, Bill! Oh, Bill! <laughs> Alright, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God! That thing was bulging. I exploded more than the H-bomb. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs-up, or like, wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I could not do it without you. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody! It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck.
another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.